The Catholic Church is not in the best shape, especially if one looks at its leadership. Uh, the current Pope, Pope Francis, is likely one of the most controversial in the Church's history. And I've met a lot of Catholics and Christians as well who look at the Pope and say, well, he's doing these very, very controversial things, you know, allowing, uh, allowing the blessing of uh, homosexual marriages or uh, trying to get rid of, um, there's a word for it, but the, the fact that the priests uh, cannot be married, right? Um, he's trying to get rid of that rule and a lot of other controversial things, a lot of very, very uh, non-traditional things, almost going completely against the church's traditions. And it can be very, very hard to be a Catholic and try to stand with a firm ground um, on you know, this religion when the leadership is doing a lot of very, very non-traditional and non-Catholic-like things. So does the church leadership states, whatever, does, whatever the church leadership, whatever they state, does that dictate how Catholics should go about their lives? Yes. Yes and no. So as long as the church hierarchy in the leadership from the priests, bishops, cardinals, all the way to the, to the Pope, as they do what they're supposed to do, means protecting the doctrine, protecting the teachings of the Roman Catholic Church. Yes, they do at that point. However, if they do something which goes against those teachings of the Catholic Church, against its doctrine, against its tradition, then no. Absolutely no, they're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. And uh, seems to be that uh, that certain people in a church, for not just the now, but it's going, it's been going on for decades, um, have been uh, abusing their authority to the point that not they bringing the wrong things, they bring in the things, the rules, the teachings which are sacrilegious. To the Roman Catholic Church, and therefore, at that point, no, people not how to listen these uh, these ideas and follow them at all, because uh, again, because they are sacrilegious. Unfortunately, uh, you know it yourself. Uh, the majority, strong majority, of Roman Catholics, because the the entire. Entire teaching has been so watershed for so long. Right? Most of the Catholics, they don't even know what is right and what is wrong anymore. Mm-hmm. And that, unfortunately, made them very, very morally flexible. And uh, they are okay with many, many, many of the things you know, happening. We can look at the, you know, people who you know in the family, you can look at the people who you met, you know, Roman Catholics, or you can look at the people who are, you know, plainly visible, you know, in politics, you know. Joe Biden, Roman Catholic, John Kerry, Roman Catholic, Nancy Pelosi, Roman Catholic. Uncatholic things like abortion and homosexual marriage. As we said, as we said actually a few days before, uh, they are wars than atheists. 
Mm-hmm. That's because they they compromise so many times, and they, they know so little, so little about the teachings that they have no problem. And they got to the point again that uh, they even believe that those things they support, which are sacrileges, are actually part of the church, which are completely not, completely not. Uh, and uh, I don't know what to blame for. I mean, it definitely is part of the hierarchy, but uh, this big part it is, you know, on us, the regular Roman Catholics, we just do not know as much. We should, we should know, but we don't. Uh, and it's very, very peculiar because nowadays we got uh, you know such a huge access to the all all the informations, just the internet itself, right? That uh, most of Roman Catholics should be, you know, including myself, should be very well versed on all the teachings. But it seems to me that all of us we know less about our faith and what is right and what is wrong than. People, you know, knew, let's say, a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, majority of the Roman Catholics, they're not going to even know what are the Ten Commandments. That's the easiest thing, right? The right, Ten yeah. Commandments, and they will, they will struggle with it. So, and that's, and again, that should be, that should be ingrained in our lives. If people don't know what's right, what's wrong, then it's very easy to manipulate them. And that goes even for the Roman Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, the Ten Commandments, that should be, you know, with all of us every single day, you know, every single minute of our lives. So when we do something, we should already know if this is wrong or this is good, what are we going to do, right? But again, if people don't know it, then it's easy to cross the boundary to the negative. Right. Now, does that answer the question or do you want me to go a little bit deeper? No, I think I think it does. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there again, as you, as you mentioned earlier, there is times when yes, it's it's good to follow church leadership, but when the church goes so against their traditional dogma, um, then it's you know, it's the, it's an obligation almost that. Uh, that the Catholics and most Christians out there as well should, you know, do what's right, do what's actually been told, uh, you know, in the Bible and uh, elsewhere, what actually needs to be correctly followed. Um, and at the end of the day, the, the church is not an extension of God. Right. I know some people like to think that it's it, it's like, oh, it's the Pope is like, you know, almost like the highest being. But no, the Pope is just a human. Right. And he's just about the same as, you know, any, any one of us. Right. And I I once had a priest say that the, the Pope is kind of uh, or sorry, the, the church leadership is almost kind of like a like a hospital. Right. It's kind of like it's supposed to be like almost like a guide. Um, but obviously, this is we're now living in a time when this hospital is flawed in and of itself. Um, and so what you can gain out of it is probably not as uh, valuable as what it used to be, you know, pre 
Vatican II um, back in the 60s. So, um, yeah, I, I think that you pretty much answered the, that question. However, I, I do want to ask, um, so how should people continue to live with Catholic principles when the leadership is unstable? How should we people has to ourselves? Understand uh, the people has to, we all of us need to start to be a militant Catholics. A militant means not to take the guns and go fight. Right. <laughs> militant means protecting the faith. We stop doing that. We are like the soldiers who decided a few decades back that we're not going to fight anymore and we're just going to be sitting in our military bases and enjoying the life, taking paychecks, going home to our families every evening and just, uh, just do that monotonous thing but without any fighting to the point that when our country has been attacked, we as a soldiers don't know how to fight anymore. That's where we are right now with our Roman Catholic Church. We, we stop fighting for what we believed is the right thing. Mm -hmm. And slowly but surely, because of that, one thing after another in our society eroded. You know, considering, you know, the, the moral teachings. So this is a little bit kind of away, you know, from the, from the hierarchy and from the church itself. But uh, that's one of the, you know, big, you know, big reasons what happened to us. I mean, consider like, for example, like church or the, you know, the moral principles is like a building, right? Structure, multiple story building, you know, that building will need uh, continuous work on it, right? Mm -hmm. There's going to be some maintenance crew. If, it's, if it needs to be livable, if it, needs to, if it has to be in you know, good shape, therefore, there's going to be some maintenance crew which do continuous maintenance on a building. You know, you know, for example, painting outside, you know, every year or so, you know, painting it, you know, sealing the windows, sealing the doors, making sure that, uh, you know, the air conditioning is working in the summer. That the heating works in the winter, you know, like just keeping it, you know, in good shape. And if uh, people will stop doing that, yeah, it's going to be like in that documentary that they were making, you know, some years ago about those uh, cities, which they kind of make it like what would happen if people would disappear from that city. Right. And they show, you know, that city 10, 10 days later, 10 years later, you know, like progressively how it starts falling life, apart. Life after that's, the people, yeah. Oh, yeah, life after the people, yeah. So that's kind of a similar thing to that. That's what happened to the church. If people stop defending its principles, then the, the faith will disappear, you know, slowly will just disintegrate to something, you know, which is unusable anymore. That's what we are right now at. Yeah, definitely there's part of the hierarchy. Yeah, definitely there's, uh, you know, multiple different reasons <clears throat> why, you know, church, you know, itself, you know, the leadership uh, started, you know, to 
slowly to fall apart, you know, and yeah, there was, you know, of course, the communism, you know, slowly kind of seeped in into the church, you know, mm -hmm. there were also some nefarious, you know, nefarious people who got, you know, into the, you know, the church, you know, through the seminaries and so on. There was also, of course, influence, you know, by the, you know, different state agents, you know, especially from Russia, right, who got inside, you know, church as well, and so on. Yeah, all these things, of course, yeah, and that's the work of the devil, right? Devil is part of this world, mm -hmm. therefore he will keep trying. But also there's the other part, you know, the secular part means our, us people, regular, you know, parishioners. We just start fighting for the church. So to fix it, yeah, we got to change our lives. If the faith in God is so important for our lives, right, for our, for our afterlife, that the only way to get to the heaven is through the faith, through our lives, to how we live our lives here on the earth, then that should be number one, number one thing for us to live our lives according to you know, church teachings, according to his dogmas, according to this history. Right? Mm. But we don't do that anymore. We kind of put our faith at like third or fourth place. First is, you know, oh, okay, I got my job or my school I go to, then maybe it's my family, then it's my, my free time, my personal things, my hobbies, and so on. Right. Then maybe even my friends after that, and maybe then it's a politics. Can't forget about uh, like personal everything. finances, right? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everything is, you know, before that, because it's kind of closer to our lives, because that's what we think most of the day and the very last thing of the very last thing is our catholic faith yeah because we don't think about it anymore really it doesn't affect us we just think about it maybe on sunday because we gotta go to the church and that's about it and maybe some holidays like a christmas or an easter and that's it and that is that is completely wrong so we need to put our priorities straight and it's exactly. got to come yeah. from us. Yeah, if you're going to fix, you know, the church, then we have to start from us. You know, pointing the finger at the Pope, pointing the finger at the bishops and cardinals, or pointing the finger at the priest, not going to change anything. We can complain about it. We can write the articles to the news. We can make movies about it. We can, you know, talk about it on social media. That's good, all, all good. But that will not fix anything. Right. At the end of the yeah, day, it's the, only, it's the church yeah. body, not, not it's one yeah. or two leaders. It's yeah. actually the church body as a whole doing the right thing. And when the whole Ooh. church body, the whole church population is doing the wrong thing, is so morally bankrupt, Ooh. then yeah. the whole church is going to start slipping. Yeah, Jesus, Christ said, yeah. Jesus Christ said in New Testament, the good tree will bring forth a good fruits. Mm -hmm. And vice versa, the bad tree will bring forth the bad fruits. It can be a mixture of these. 
it cannot be good fruit, good trees, I'm going to bring the good, bad fruit, right? Or the bad tree is going to bring forth, you know, the good fruit. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. It will not happen. So whatever we have right now, the fruits of our labor, because the tree is wrong, meaning our lives are wrong. We do something wrong with our lives. We made this world. So even complaining to God, like, God, why you allow this and this and that? That's not God's fault. We created it. There's certain things which we cannot affect, you know, the diseases, you know, and so on, right? Natural disasters. But except that, you know, that is our own doing, our self-inflicted injury. So going back to that, you know, people got to start changing their own, very own lives. The Roman, I'm talking about right now about Roman Catholics. I'm not going to persuade, you know, the other denominations or <laughs> especially I'm not persuade, you know, the atheists. <laughs> but the Roman Catholics, they got to actually do what is the right thing to do and start with them first, their own very personal lives, their own families. That's how it's got to start. And then we'll definitely see some huge results right after that. Yeah, and also to, to okay. stop being passive about our religion too. To actually start yeah. being taking active steps and actually standing for your religion or our sorry, this religion, right? And uh applying that to our lives as, as you said. So Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. I nowadays I if I talk uh to some of my friends and there is a few of them who are Roman Catholics, but they decide who decided not to practice their faith anymore. Mm-hmm. And I tell them straight, like, hey, don't complain about Pope. Don't complain about this. You don't go to church yourself. You got to start living actually life. Well, are you living the good life? Well, that's not what God is asking you. Mm-hmm. Do you know even the Ten Commandments? And as I said, most of them, they don't. Right? So fix for your own life. Start being your, start living what God want, wanted you to do mm-hmm. right from the beginning. What is a, you know, what is a part of our, you know, one of our, part of our dogmas, right? Part of our, you know, principles. Like, hey, you got to be practicing in a church. It doesn't mean that you pray at home. You need to go to the church. Mm-hmm. That's an obligation. The church is built for the reason. It is. The church built for the reasons. For 2,000 years. So saying like, well, I don't need to, well, that's, that's a Protestants, they can be the idea eventually, some denominations, watershed denominations, but it has nothing to do with Roman Catholic Church, nothing to do with the faith, and it was never part of the Roman Catholic Church. So saying that, well, I just play at home, that's, that's a completely false, completely false, you know, because we got, uh, uh, for example, we have communion, you cannot do that at home, right? We have uh, confessions. Well, you're not going to confess at home to the priest unless you are sick or something, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's many, many things that you cannot do at home. So it's completely false. That's just, just bring it home is enough. And of course, we, have, we cannot be timid, you know. As I said, you guys start talking to the people. I don't want to say take a pride because the pride is, you know, pride not the sin. best word to describe. <laughs> yeah, to, to describe it. But uh, 
you know, don't be afraid, I would tell people, don't be afraid to show that you are Roman Catholic and that you live those principles. Why the atheists are not afraid to say, I'm atheist, I live as I want to, and I do this, that, and that. But we, we are afraid. Mm-hmm. We are afraid to say, I'm Roman Catholic, and this is what I believe is right, and this is what I believe is wrong. Yeah, it's almost like we're, gonna, we're worried that we're going to yeah. offend somebody. But people offend yes, offend Catholics. All yeah, the, time. the other side. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and they have nothing, you know, nothing to back it up with. You know, like ideas, for example, like why they doing these things. I mean, because I want to. <laughs> we have the church history, two thousand years, and most importantly, we have God, Lord Jesus Christ, and then we can also, of course, you know, the Old Testament history. Which is part of the of our of our faith as well. Yes, so much, so much, right? But uh, we are afraid to use it. And we are like the soldiers who got to the battle, but they, we don't even know how to use rifles anymore. We don't know how to, you know, use the proper tactics to defend our country. We don't know it anymore. So that's where it's got to start. Mm-hmm. Just one last question, because um, I know we're kind of running short on time. Um, are the things the church leadership states even important for the average Catholic? We kind of touched on it a little bit, but just kind of, I guess, to simplify the answer a little bit. Um, are, is, are Catholics 100% bound to... No, no, sorry. Uh, should they even pay attention at all to what the church leadership states with certain dogma and certain rules and policies, or should there be a bit of a nuance to that? Yeah. I mean, we got to know what they're saying, but following it not. The church leadership is just about like us, right? They are just like us. They are the human beings who are fallible, as much as we are. Mm-hmm. And uh, take it as a, uh, as a politician. Unlike, you know, politicians, they think today, they are not in charge of anything, especially they're not in charge of people's lives. Politicians are the servants of the people. Mm-hmm. They were elected by their constituents, and they're serving to the will of their constituents. They're not supposed to do what they wanted to do because they are the smarter ones and people are the stupid. Because if the people are stupid, as a lot of politicians, they believe so, then the stupid people elected stupid people in charge. Then, okay, then politicians are bound to be stupid as well, right? Mm-hmm. Stupid people cannot elect the good people. Again, back to that tree, right, as we talked about before. <laughs> good tree and bad tree and its fruits. So, same is with the hierarchy. They are serving the people as well, primarily they're serving to God. And if they come with the wrong ideas, people should know, and again, unfortunately they don't, many of them, by the Roman Catholics, they should know very well what is right and what's wrong. And when there's something wrong, they have to resist it. Mm-hmm. 
they have to resist it to the outmost strength they have. Because, and again, as we said about devil, devil is part of this world. Always will be until second coming of Jesus Christ. So there is going to be always, you know, entrapments made by the devil. And many of them will look very, very plausible and very, very good. Just, just like a hierarchy, the bad, bad hierarchy trying to compromise the people's faith. And Jesus Christ was warning about it too as well. He knew, you know, 2,000 years ago that something like that will come. He said it, right? He was talking about, about the wolves in a sheep cloth. He was talking about, you know, parables about the hirelings. Was the difference between the good servant and just a hireling who is working for the money? He warned about all these things. So we we cannot be just so surprised now, like, oh, how is that even possible that you know this bishop is, you know, is homosexual and practicing homosexual, or why the Pope is celebrating Mother Earth and Pachamama and joining the entire the woke agenda? We should not be surprised about it. This was predicted 2,000 years ago. Jesus Christ didn't tell us, like, don't be, be, just be surprised. No, no. He said, don't be, absolutely not. You're not supposed to be surprised. You should be ready, just like a good soldiers, to fight back against it with our faith and make right decisions. Just like a soldier will, should not or cannot listen wrong orders from officers, if the officer tells a soldier like, hey, you go and shoot those 10 civilians over there for no reason. Soldiers should say, no, absolutely not. Even that officer is in charge, right? The soldier reply will be like, no, I'm not going to do it. But the moral obligation takes precedent over what the leadership wants. Absolutely, absolutely. So therefore, no. But we first, as a Roman Catholic, we need to know what is right and wrong. Mm -hmm. So therefore, comes back to what I said before, previously, that it is very important. We got to start first with ourselves. We got to understand what uh, what is expected from us as a Roman Catholics, based on our teachings, taught from the old way from Jesus Christ, and we have to follow it with our own lives. Once we got to do those two things then we're going to be able, actually, be able to defend the church, even against the enemies which are internal, being the hierarchy. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, we'd love to wrap it up for this week. Uh, in the next episode, we'll talk about how to approach life when sin seems inevitable. Does God expect you to do everything correctly? Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to send them to us as we may answer them in a future episode. We'd appreciate it if you could follow us on all social media. And until next week, thanks for listening. Take care and God bless. Godspeed.